Hey, 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 listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Live with Irene's Stories. I'm so happy that you're back tuning in. Last week's episode with Joanna Cooper was absolutely fantastic. If you've missed this, head over and listen to her. It's all about how do you build a team's DNA. Now this week, I'm heading into the cosmetic space. Before we get started, I am your host, Irene Roussel. And you are definitely at the right place listening to Live with Irenia Stories. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, to my avid fans, welcome back. And if you're dropping by for the first time, don't touch this dial. You are in for an absolutely amazing podcast with super golden nuggets that's going to help to kickstart you in your career and your business journey. I would be remiss if I did not mention my sister podcast, the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast, where you get specific tactical tips to build sustainable businesses through the stories of fantastic Canadians. So once you're done here, I've got more for you. Right now, I want you to focus because... I am going to be speaking to an Emmy Award-winning makeup artist, Miss Janelle Thomason, the founder and CEO of The Makeup Loft and Cosmicry Cosmetics. Janelle is on a mission to make women feel beautiful and look beautiful. And she's also very passionate about female entrepreneurship. She has dedicated her business to supporting women in her community by sourcing various freelance artists and influencers to help build her businesses over the years. She's going to be breaking down the vibes as it relates to how she moved from her first company, The Makeup Loft, to expand and establish a new business, Cosmetry Cosmetics. Right, right? Now, listeners, as you listen to this episode, I want you to think about one thing as a small business. How do you make strategic moves as you build and grow? When you start small with one, think about that trigger point on when you move to the next business. Janelle gives an example of that in this episode. So I hope you pay attention. This is Live with Irene Stories, and I'm your host, Irene Roussel. Now let's get this started. Welcome, Janelle. Yes, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I know that you have an incredible entrepreneurial journey, and I know that you just enjoy making women feel beautiful. 
And we're going to break all that down. But first, I would like my listeners to get to know Janelle, to get to know how did you become the woman that you are today? Oh, let's see. Okay. Well, um, you know, they say it takes a strong woman to make a strong woman. And I definitely was raised by a strong woman. Um, I was always uh, encouraged from the start. Uh, When they say it takes a village, I definitely had a village around me. Uh, My mom worked. And so I spent a lot of time with uh, my grandparents and my uncles and had a very close relationship with my grandfather, who made a huge impact on me. Um, in every way, even uh, an entrepreneurial way. So I'd love to share that kind of journey with you. You had a chance to really get influenced by all of the extended family members, right? Not only your mom. And you talk about her being a strong woman and you being a strong woman. What's the traits that you associate with being a strong woman? Again, I think being very centered has to do with being strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you have to be in the right mind space to truly have strength. And my mom is a very well-balanced woman. She's very fair and she's very honest. Um, And I think when you feel in control of yourself and you know that you're coming from a good place, it helps to give you confidence and strength to kind of push you through. All right. That is absolutely amazing. So you've worked in the cosmetics industry for several years. Tell us a little bit about your experience in that area and how you made your big pivot to starting your own company. So originally I thought my path would be in um, industrial arts to some extent. I really wanted to design toys for Mattel. Um, And I was always good at makeup, but I just didn't think I could make a career out of being a makeup artist, especially in Michigan. I love Michigan. I'm a Michigan native. And I thought for sure I'd just have to relocate to get that career going. Um, So it really started out with me working at the mall, working at makeup counters and then quickly into management by the time I was about 19. Um, From there, it built a really strong foundation of dealing with all sorts of people in all sorts of settings, Um, some great, some not so great, but uh, really getting access to women that I wouldn't have had in my personal life. Um, So that was huge to push me um, to help navigate not only makeup, but customer service, retail, business management, everything. So when I was given the opportunity to kind of take my career farther, I felt that I already had a decent foundation. Um, So that led me into, um, you know, working freelance as a makeup artist. Uh, I decided to go to beauty school to get licensed as an esthetician to kind of validify my career. And then that led me to um, meeting a photographer who was tired of retouching bad makeup all day (laughs) and who really liked my work. And he had a little loft above his studio. And he said, if you rent it from me, I will refer you my clients. And I told my husband, who was my fiance at the time, this was about three months before we were getting married. I'm starting a business. Um, I need the biggest credit card that we have. (laughs) And that's how I got started. 
That's excellent. I love how you brought forward the skills that you gained in your early career, right? Which helped to build your confidence. And I love that you tapped into different resources like the photographer, um, you know, to, to start, right? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely give advice to anyone starting out that if you can align yourself in some way and show value to an already established business, it's a huge step up because not only do you have the possibility to be mentored by them, but you also have the possibility to, you know, um, kind of help their business grow as you help your business grow. So it definitely was um, an excellent uh, first step for me um, starting my business. And you had the opportunity to work with some amazing artists, right? Who've mentored you. What are some of the biggest lessons you learned that you bring forward with you? Well, when it comes to an artistry perspective, um, I I did get to do some training under Scott Barnes as well as Mario Devanovic. Um, both of those uh, artists are some of the biggest today. Uh, Scott Barnes is JLo's artist, and then Mario is Kim Kardashian's artist. I have the utmost respect for both of them. Um, so just kind of seeing how they work in different modalities with different products, but really still honing it in and making it their own. And I think that's huge. You know, there's so many people out there doing makeup on YouTube or other spaces, but it's really important as an artist that you have your own style of artistry. So even though they were both excellent, but they do have their own way of doing things. And as do I. That is awesome. And so with your business, when you started, you started you yourself, your photographer and your team grew. Right now you have a team of 20 individuals, 20 plus individuals working with you. Tell us about how you grew your team and what key considerations you take into as you bring in new team members to join your company? Well, in the beginning, it was just out of sheer need. Um, mm. You know, uh, I grew by word of mouth, uh, not only by happy customers and clients, but by happy vendors. Mm -hmm. You know, I really created a space for myself in the bridal community. The photographer I teamed up with was mainly a wedding photographer. So um, when you do beautiful makeup that wears well 24 hours in a Michigan summer, <laughs> uh, people are going to talk. And when you're on time and you finish on time, which is somewhat unheard of in our industry, uh, but not for us, you shine to those other vendors. So again, you're helping other businesses be successful just by your own skill set. And I wanted to kind of carry that over too with other artists. You know, I'm very aware that I cannot grow my business without other excellent artists. And if I'm not nurturing them and if I'm not helping them to be better and giving them opportunity to make a real living, then I don't have a business on my hands that I can grow. So I really nurtured each artist as they came in, um, whether it was hair we expanded into or makeup, you know, step by step, only growing as I needed to grow, because to have a healthy team, those people need to be able to have a healthy 
income. And if I hire 10 people in my first year, but I only have really enough for one of them, I'm not servicing anyone very well. So uh, that was really important to me that I kind of want to be bursting at the seams with each employee, um, freelance artist, uh, until I took on another one and really take the time to shape and hone in their skills. So I knew that when I let them grow their clientele within our studio, that they would be doing an excellent job. Mm-hmm. And what's loyalty like within the cosmetic industry? Well, uh, I hear for others, it's not so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for uh, for me, I, I really am able to say that I have a lot of loyal staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it's because I'm loyal to them as well. Uh, I'm looking out for them. I'm looking out for their needs. You know, the majority, actually all of my staff currently are women and they all have different needs, you know, uh, whether it's they want a certain day off, you know, to focus on mental health and being healthy, or they have three children and they need specific things in that way too. So I just think, I think that's really important. Well, I love that you have that female-centric type of business in terms of the people, the number of people who are working with you who are moms, because we know as moms, you know, we have so many competing priorities with our careers. And I love that you afford your clients the flexibility. And as a mom yourself, how do you balance raising a family and raising your business? Yeah, so my first children were the makeup loft and cosmetry. <laughs> One is yes. um, about 13 now, and the other is uh, around six. Um, you know, they can support themselves now, which is great. <laughs> so I think just growing the businesses first and foremost, and knowing that I had a vision in sight, you know, it's important to know what is your end goal? And it might not be the, the retirement end goal, but what, what is the most ideal working situation you can envision for yourself? And for me, it was getting the business to a place where I could be involved, um, but still have enough space for myself to have children and raise a family. I had my daughter at 38. Uh, for some that might be a little late, but for me, it was perfect timing because my businesses were healthy enough, strong enough to uh, thrive still without me. It was actually a very strange feeling like, wait a minute, you know, this mm-hmm. is a very well-oiled company here. And uh, it's just a kind of a proud moment as a parent almost of, you know, your children or your business to see them thriving so well um, when you're a little bit more hands-off. Well, I love that you said that, you know, your company is at the stage where you can balance both, you know, managing the business and managing the family. So for many women who are coming into, you know, thinking, I want to start my business, I have a family, how is it I'm going to manage this? What advice would you have for those who are contemplating, who are on the edge, but they haven't jumped in yet? I would say boundaries. Boundaries Mm -hmm. is huge. You know, um, I understand that starting a business requires a lot out of you. uh, And I understand that having children also requires a lot out of you as well. Boundaries within both. You know, um, if you can carve out specific days and specific times where you know you have childcare 
or that the children are going to be sleeping. A lot of the work that I do with other women, we're doing our conference calls around our kids' nap schedules. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very real situation. You know, my graphic designer, one of them, she has twins and then a third, you know, so it's, it's the flexibility. um, And it's also being agile as well. uh, And navigating through that it's not always going to be perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think boundaries are huge uh, on both ends. All right. I love it. I love the fact that you mentioned that agility aspect of things, right? And and of course, the ability to focus and refocus, right? In terms of con- compartmentalizing both worlds, but it works, you know? Mm-hmm. And we know that women can do anything. <laughs> yes, we can and we do. Yes, we can and we do. All right, awesome. So let's get back to your companies. Let's talk about the establishment of Cosmakery. You've been working with a lot of women, making them feel beautiful and look beautiful, but you wanted to go that extra step to bring that makeup into their purse, right? Yes. Yes. Well, um, you know, I've been a makeup artist for about 20 years now. And as you've heard me say, I've had the makeup law for about 13. And um, I've been blessed to have very happy clients. And when you hear something over and over again from your clients, whether it be good or bad, you need to pay attention. And for me, it was something good. Uh, And they kept saying when I was finished with my makeup, I wish I could look like this every day. Or can I take you home with me? (laughs) It was always one of the two. And, you know, I do know that I have a gift of my artistry and what I have to offer, but I don't think that it's unteachable in ways for women to take what I'm doing and to do that for themselves with their own two hands. Uh, I really have it down to a science, especially training as many artists as I have that are on my staff. Um, So from that... I knew I had to create a cosmetic line. Um, Also, with the type of work that we do for bridal, you know, you might know who your bride is, but you might not know who all 10 of her bridesmaids are and her family members. So you never know who's going to sit down in your chair. And I needed to create products that could work well for all skin types. You know, a lot of the makeup available, some of this is very heavy cosmetics. And if you have someone sit down in your chair expecting for you to make them look beautiful, but they have some skin sensitivities or they're a certain shade or they're a certain level of oiliness or dryness, you need products that can work for them on all spectrums. And um, that's kind of where I got started with it. And also I was lucky enough to hear what women wanted. Um, You know, they want to look like themselves, but a more polished version of themselves. They don't like the look of cakey foundation. They want it to look like skin, but more perfect skin. I mean, these are all giving me the ideas for my perfect recipes, you know, and that's what I was able to do. I was able to make a well-edited line out of my years of experience to simplify cosmetics for women. You know, if you go into an Ulta, it can be very overwhelming and distressing for a woman. There's a thousand shades. Where do you begin? And I found, you know, that there's specific shades that I'm always having in my kit that I'm using for most all of my clients. Um, so that helps take out the guesswork for not only me as an artist, but for my customers as well. So you have makeup for white women, brown skin women, 
different complexions you mentioned so what are some of those different yeah what is that kaleidoscope what does that look like yeah well we have a we have a far range so there isn't anyone that we can't you know use our cosmetics for um the one of the uh labs that i work with is owned by an indian woman and she was so pleasantly shocked that i was creating products that she could wear and i'm thinking you own like a cosmetic lab, you know? And mm-hmm. she was like, how are you so familiar with this skin tone? And I said, well, we actually have a, a wonderful Indian community here in Michigan. We also have a huge Middle Eastern community in Michigan. One of my um, bigger clients when I first got started was um, uh, Rima Faki, who was from Michigan. She was one of our, um, you know, our first um, Middle Eastern Miss USA's. So I had all this experience in different skin tones and ranges, and I get to see all women of color. Um, so to me as an artist, it, it shouldn't matter the tone of someone's skin. If you're an artist, you should be able to paint in every color. Um, so that's kind of my philosophy on creating cosmetics as well. I love it. If you're an artist, you should be able to paint in any color. I love that you know, how customer focused and customer centric you are. And in terms of your product sourcing, this is a clean cosmetic line. So break it down for us. What does that mean? Well, clean cosmetics can mean a lot of different things to different people. It depends how how extreme you want to go with it. Um, For us, it's cutting out all the unnecessary stuff that I don't believe should be in cosmetics. We're paraben free, we're oil free, Um, you know, the list goes on and on. So it's really just taking the time to create that product line, but it also is more costly. You know, I've talked to retailers who are interested in carrying Cosmakery, but I don't know if I can get my costs to a price point that would make them interested uh, to carry us. And it's because it costs more to make better quality products. And that's just how it is, especially when we're filling our products within the U.S. All right. That's amazing. And also your products are cruelty free. What does that mean exactly? Cruelty free means that there is no cruelty happening on our watch within anything that's made with our products. So there is no animal testing. And also we do not use animal hair in our brushes. So all of our cosmetic brushes are vegan. So Mm -hmm. that's something a lot of people are unaware of. Some big makeup companies, they use like squirrel hair at times. I mean, it's crazy um, what they're using. Um, And a lot of women aren't aware of that. And also just from a sensitivity aspect too with the skin, vegan brushes are ideal because you don't have to worry about anything irritating your skin. So we take great pride on that. Wow, that's amazing. So for women, you know, who are looking at cosmetics and they're looking at choosing cosmetics, what are some of the key considerations they should look at? I think it's important too that you're aligning yourself with a brand that understands you and your lifestyle. Uh, And that's something that I'm really proud of. You know, it's 100% female owned. I'm a makeup artist. I like to say I'm a makeup artist of the people. Um, Whether you're (laughs) running errands or running for office, like I've got you basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's important too. I don't think people really think about the brand that they're purchasing from and, you know, the vision behind that brand and who that brand may be intended for. I love it. Listeners. A woman walks into your studio. 
a 40 year old or a 20 year old, and they're looking for a consultation, walk us through that process. Yeah, so we offer two different types of consultations at the Makeup Loft. Our most popular is a color consult. It's absolutely complimentary as long as you have an appointment. And if you're walking in and we have the time, we're happy to take care of you. And then we have a Glaminar as well, which is a one-on-one full in-depth makeup lesson. But we'll go over the color consult because it's a little bit more common on a daily basis. And what that means is we'll sit you down in our gorgeous studio here in Plymouth, Michigan. Uh, I have the only pink building here on Main Street, if that gives you a feel. (laughs) And the first thing I'm going to ask you is, you know, tell me a bit about your lifestyle. Even if you're 20 or even if you're 40, they could be very similar and they could be very different. I want to know what your day looks like. Uh, And that helps give me insight as to how much time you have in the morning, what kind of products you want to wear, what kind of products you don't want to wear, and what is expected out of you in your day. You know, are you in board meetings all day? Um, Are you a yoga instructor, but you just want a little bit of under eye concealer? So that will help really gauge for me how I lead throughout that. Um, The next is how do you want to look? You know, some women say, well, you know, I'm, we have a lot of uh, corporate women around here, you know, well, I'm an attorney and I want to look good, but I also need to be taken seriously. So then that helps me to understand the level of glam on top of that. What are you comfortable wearing? You know, there's a lot of psychology involved in makeup. And part of my job is to dive in and figure out what is your idea of beauty for you personally. Um, And from there, we just start trying out products, color matching. I don't believe that your makeup routine should take you more than 10 minutes in the morning. Sometimes mine is five minutes. And if you invest (laughs) that time, I expect it to wear with you all day. I do, you know, and that's why women love our products and they get hooked because if you give that time in the morning and you do it properly, it's with you until you take it off. Amazing. Thank you for walking us through that, Janelle. Let's now move into talking about, you know, your growth phase. So you started the makeup loft and you grew that company. At what point did you know when you look at your finances that it was a strategic move for you to open your second company? Because we know with financing, with operations, Keeping a close eye on cash flow is very important. How did you make that transition from one to two companies? Well, I am married to a financial advisor who has always made me a little nervous about debt. (laughs) Uh, I do believe in good debt. But I do believe in not getting yourself in situations that you can't get out of. And Mm -hmm. having financial independence is a huge thing. I own 100% of all of my companies and I am completely self-funded. And I'm proud to say both of those things. So um, I think what helps, you know, you know when it's, when you have the ability financially to kind of branch off into something else is when you're seeing that extra cash flow. You know, instead of beefing up your salary, if it's important to you, you're going to put that money somewhere else and you're going to tuck it away and you're going to save it. You're going to get prepared and start slowly working on that. You know, I 
I did it on my own with my own savings when I started Cosmakery, but as it needed to get to the next level, I was able to get financing from my bank. And it's kind of funny. They always say, when you need the money, the bank doesn't give it to you. And then when you don't really need it, that's when you're able to actually get it. <laughs> so I was in a more comfortable position financially to be able to, you know, get that funding to really finance the makeup line to take it to the next level. But it, it started as me testing the waters because you don't want to make an investment again that's going to dig you a hole, but testing the waters with my own money on a smaller on a smaller level to see, is this going to work? And when I was selling out of the products and I couldn't keep them in stock, that's when I realized I need a bigger investment. I need to take this larger. And luckily enough, I was able to do that. I love that. I love that you looked at creating those specific products watching them go out of the store and know that there's market demand before jumping off and really expanding that product development and, and getting into cosmakery. That is so critical, right? Because a lot of people, you know, make decisions that are uninformed where you had a proven path, right? With your customers telling you, this is what we want. And you could see your money growing, right? Yes. I think it's also a, a good, uh, you know, key lesson here too, that if I had access to all of that money early on, I might've not made as calculated decisions. I would have been like, okay, well, I have all this extra money. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And I could have really gotten myself into a lot of trouble. So I feel like letting the business grow as it grows, letting the business show you what it needs, uh, I think is huge. And not having the money isn't always a bad thing. It saved me quite a few times not having the money. It forced me to be more creative and more strategic about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And you're a customer facing company in terms of people walk through your doors. And we know that we had the pandemic. Um, how did that impact your company? So being in Michigan, we had some of the heavier restrictions, especially in my industry. We were completely shut down. Um, I, I would have to look up the dates, but we were shut down for definitely about a year. And we rescheduled over 100 weddings remotely. Um, luckily, I had some sort of intuition before all of this to go completely paperless. I know a lot of companies are completely paperless, but we went completely paperless with our bridal bookings and with all um, of our payments uh, right before we had to shut down. And that was the wisest, best decision I ever made because it carried us through. Mm -hmm. The other thing that helped carry us through is that the makeup loft tends to be a little bit more of a seasonal business. With us being in Michigan, we have four seasons. So our winter is a lot slower than our summer. And that had forced me to save very well in my good seasons to make it through the rougher seasons. So I think it's just really important to stress, you know, as a business, you need to be prepared for that backup plan. If something were to happen, God forbid it was a fire or a flood or who knows now with the world. Um, But you definitely need to have that cushion so you can survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that downtime gave me the opportunity to not only have my first child, but it also gave me the opportunity to spend a lot of time learning about things 
that um, I hadn't done before. Uh, we really dove in deep with Cosmakery. I started mm-hmm. working with influencers, social media. I was very intimidated of doing that. I'm not a tech savvy person, mm-hmm. uh, but I got a new laptop and forced myself to really get to it. Mm-hmm. And um, Cosmakery sales were up almost 300%. I mean, I'm sad to say that with other people struggling, but you know, I had two businesses to run and I needed to make something happen. And luckily I did that. Absolutely awesome. I love the way that you adapted, you know, embraced technology and also innovated, innovate within your business, right? In terms of bringing those influences on, um, you know, it's, it, it was an unfortunate time for all of us. And I love it when I hear those silver linings you know, that happens for businesses, especially the front facing businesses, right? The customer facing businesses where people need to see you and feel you and touch you, um, you know, in, in the industry that you're in. So absolutely amazing. Kudos to you and congratulations on, you know, where your company is in, a, in, in the growth stage. And it just reminds me from what you're saying, it all comes back to cash flow, knowing your business. You talk about your business being a seasonality type of business. So knowing when those cash inflows are, when those cash outflows are, right? So, and having a plan around that always. Yes, Yes, I think that's huge. You know, I've heard uh, entrepreneurs, you know, being all in with everything. I, you got to be all in to be dedicated. And again, I know I've mentioned the idea of like good debt versus bad debt, but I just feel like you can't make sound business decisions if you're worried about how you're going to keep food on the table, because then you're not looking out for your company as a whole. You're just looking out for your personal self. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, especially if you're just a single entrepreneur, but I just feel like if money is always on your mind, that's not the best way to make your decisions and to navigate your team and your company. All right, right on. The community in Michigan, how have they rallied with you as a company, especially over the last three years? It's been incredible. I've had the honor of having um, Governor Gretchen Whitmer in my store. Um, She was in town uh, right before the pandemic uh, happened and she wanted to meet female business owners. And I had a great relationship with my chamber and they're always rallying for me. And they told her, you have to go to the makeup loft. You have to see Cosmaker. You have to see Janelle. And she was wonderful. Um, I have had the opportunity to do so many people's makeup uh, in Michigan, like Kate Upton, who's a Michigan native, Um, you know, and just overall, the word of mouth helps create that community and helps build that brand. I did an event yesterday that was a fundraiser for a local school. And, you know, 70% of those women were already wearing my cosmetics, which was a huge compliment, you know, yes. that not only are they hiring us still, they have their cause, you know, have their makeup done, but that they're buying the products they're using them they're and they're supporting us. And that means the world to me. That's absolutely amazing. I love hearing that, you know, when a, when the community gets behind that small business, right? <laughs> I love it too. I love small business because it doesn't always stay small, but it stays approachable. And I think that's what's important. Mm-hmm. 
So when you think about your businesses, where do you see them in five years? What's the vision? Well, the vision for the Makeup Loft is always to grow, but to grow um, at the right time. You know, we're kind of exploring that right now. Uh, my reputation means everything to me and quality is extremely important for our brand. If you grow too quickly in a service-based industry, you might not have that artistry there for what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so I really want to make sure that the client experience always remains top priority, mm -hmm. um, a plus service. So, uh, slow and steady always wins the race. I say, so I will grow the loft strategically, but I would love to see us doing 500 weddings a year, mm -hmm. uh, and possibly taking on more, um, uh, distance, you know, for our weddings. So, uh, on location weddings out of States, you know, brides getting married on vacation type of places. And for cosmakery, you know, I love e-commerce because I feel like I can carve out my own space. Uh, you know, retail can be a very tricky industry, mm -hmm. though I'm still very open to it. But just to have a broader reach to women across, you know, the U.S. and uh, help them get ready on a daily basis and feel good and do it all with their own two hands. So that's kind of my goal there. All right. And eventually export to Canada. <laughs> yes, you know, uh, we are exploring that. So yes, absolutely. So Janelle, we talked about a lot of things, a lot of the business stuff, but let's get a little personal, you know, what puts a pep in your step, a pride in your stride to center you every day? Well, I think, um, I think knowing that I only have limited time on this planet and that might sound like very extreme or very deep or very broad, but it's true. You know, I, I am aware uh, that I only have so much time and I want to get so much done and it really drives me. You know, I, I want a lot of things, but I'm not afraid to work for those things. I read something before that said, I'm not needy, I'm wanty. <laughs> and, um, you know, I just... I want to know that I made the most of my life and that I tried my hardest to fulfill my dreams. And if I can help those around me do the same, then that's what I'm going to do. But that really does drive me and push me every day. Right on. And we know that music helped to change our vibe. What type of music do you listen to that really gets you excited, depending on where you are in your daily life? Well, I feel like a daily lifestyle album for me will always be Madonna Immaculate Collection. Madonna <laughs> is from Michigan as well. And I was born in the 80s and I just love every bit of that. Um, it depends on the vibe. I also love Fiona Apple title, but mm -hmm. when I need to get pumped up. I'm not ashamed to say that I listened to some Eye of the Tiger. Uh, <laughs> this Girl is on yes. Fire by Alicia Keys. I yes. mean, anything to get me going. Like, I am ready for battle. Eminem has some great pump-up songs, also a Detroit native. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have, a I have a good playlist called Pump It Up, and most of those things are on it. So. All right, awesome. Big up to the Detroit artists, right? Yes. <laughs> So, man, we could continue so much because I'm enjoying this conversation, but we got to wind it down. So, Janelle Thomason, if there is one last word of wisdom, you know, for our listeners, 
what would you like them to remember about you and what advice would you have for them? Well, uh, what advice I would have for them, I'll start with that first, is to start where you are. So many people feel like they have to wait for this opportunity. And it's like, you can create your own opportunities and you can get started. You know, I started my business three months before my wedding. People thought I was insane. I worked a wedding the weekend after my wedding. And it was because <laughs> I wasn't letting the, I wasn't letting my opportunity pass me by and it worked out well for me and it served me well. Um, so I think that's huge. And also not feeling like you need so much money to get started, get started with what you have, you know, especially in a service-based industry, if you're providing that service, you don't really require as much as you think. And if you start small, when you make those missteps and when you make those mistakes, Hopefully they'll only cost you a couple hundred dollars instead of thousands of dollars. So I, I would say starting small, I think is a huge advantage because you can test things without a lot of danger. Um, so I would look at that as a positive plus. And when it comes to me personally, something to take away is just, you know, I'm here for you, uh, men or women, but, you know, mostly women, I have a little bit of favoritism too. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm here for you as a makeup artist and just as, you know, a role model in the community uh, for entrepreneurships and, you know, taking your crafts and taking your dreams and turning them into viable businesses. Thank you so much, Chanel. I love it. Start small and grow. Start where you are with what you have as it, as it relates to finances. That's a great message. And I love that you're there for everyone, right? Everyone in, in your community. And as you grow and scale your business on a national level across the U.S. and expand internationally, I wish you the best of luck. And I thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this time, and I hope I've added values for your value for your listeners. So thank absolutely, you. absolutely, a pleasure to have you on, listeners. Janelle Thomason, you're listening to Live with Irenia Stories. Listeners, what do you think of the episode with Janelle? Did you like it or did you love it? Either way, I want you to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want you to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And also, you can tune into the blog nuggets at www.ireneroussel.org. This is where you get some extra information on the guests of this podcast and as well learn all about what we have to offer. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, definitely hit the connect button on the website www.ireneroussel.org. And if you are looking to sponsor an episode or an entire season of the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. This interview, of course, was conducted in my studio. I am your host, Irene Roussel, and this is Live with Irene Stories. I hope you find your new adventure or in your current adventure, you get revived and motivated to do your best. 
Y así es.